Welcome, everybody, again to another episode of the Be Fearless podcast. Today, I have a very special guest with us. He's the founder of Coaching for CEOs. He's a business strategist and a mortgage advisor. He um, helps business owners to become rainmakers by improving their networking practice. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome to the one and only Paul Conti. <laughs> Love the intro. Thank you. <laughs> Welcome, Paul. <laughs> Good afternoon, darling. Thank you. Good afternoon. So glad to have you here. Um, for the audience, the people that doesn't know you, who was Paul Con Conti growing up and what was his dream? Oh, my goodness. Uh, ooh, that's a good question. So what was my dream? My dream was always to be a professional motorcycle racer. Always. Love motorcycles, fanatic over motorcycles. I also wanted to be a professional pitcher in the um, professional leagues. I just loved it. I was really good as a kid. Uh, long and short with that, I tore my labrum, could never throw again. So that dream kind of went by the wayside. Motorcycles, fanatic, racing on the tracks. Loved it, loved it, loved it. Eventually got married by the grace of God. Then I had my first <laughs> child. And then I realized every time I go to the racetrack, there's two helicopters and three ambulances and somebody's getting carted off that got really hurt. And I'm like, wait a second. <laughs> I got a kid. I got a kid. I can't. So uh, that motorcycle dream kind of went by the side and, you know, became a, a magnificent father. At least I think I was. And that ended up taking uh, first place, if you will, instead of those two dreams. But at a very early age, my parents always noticed this about me and I didn't necessarily notice it. I was the guy always coordinating like the kickball games, the stickball games, the flag football, the touch football games, the hide and seek, the jailbreak games. I was always coordinating that. Not because I was a jerk or a crazy dude, but it was just seeming like, hey, they would follow me. Let's get everybody together. Let's start putting the teams together. And my parents saw me do that all the time and later said, hey, you're really good at coordinating stuff. Why don't you be a gym teacher and a coach? I'm like, okay, sounds great. So the super long and short, it <laughs> took me seven years to get a four-year degree, folks. School was not a strength of mine. I didn't like it. I wasn't good at it. I didn't excel at it. But what I did excel at was helping children helping people, coaching, mentoring, giving guidance. This was a gift from God. This wasn't anything that I sat down and studied as a 10-year-old or a 14-year-old or even a 25-year-old. Uh, this was a gift. This is a gift. And my job is to, to share it to the best of my ability to have an impact in other people's lives. There's the really long and short, ultimately, coaching and guiding and mentoring throughout my entire life now being 54 was exactly what I believe I was called to do. And that's who I am. That's fantastic. I love your story. And how long, well, you said how, how many years have you been coaching? About, well, I like to think um, jokingly, I've been coaching since I was about 10. <laughs> not with direction, not because I had a board and I was like, all right, I'm the coach. It just seemed to happen naturally. But in more of a formal setting, you're talking about 24 years now. Oh, where wow. I've been guiding real estate professionals, financial advisors, loan officers, all different types of professionals just sharing and giving them guidance and That's calling myself a business strategist is mm -hmm. really what put things together because I'm, yeah. I'm strategizing amongst different business owners to say, Hey, are you making money like this? Are you making money like this? And generally speaking, the answer is no. I'm like, wait, we got something here. And then you just have more and more people say to you, what you taught me really helped me. What you taught me saved my life. What you taught me made me money. I'm like, Hey, I think I got something here. After people keep telling you enough, that you help them in some way, it's like, mm -hmm. okay, somebody's calling you to just, hey, travel that path, make this thing work. 
That's actually why we're on the call today. Yes, yes. That's how we met. Actually, we met, uh, I met Paul at the end of um, July at the real estate conference that the Girls with Crit uh, Collective put together. And I loved what you presented that day on stage. Why didn't you kind of like talk to us about that? So what I've experienced, especially with the transitioning times, is that a lot of people are getting nervous or scared or fearful because they're listening to the wrong coaches, right? One of the people that I coach says to me, your message needs to get out there because you're competing with politics and the government. And they have a bigger budget than you, right? Yes. <laughs> so if they're going to keep broadcasting all this stuff that may make people nervous, uh, I'm going to come up with something different. So the joke partly at the conference was I said, generally speaking, people are hearing, and I'm speaking to a real estate world right now, uh, they're hearing the, the three I's, right? So it's interest rates, inventory, and inflation. And it's like, oh my goodness, right? And yes. <laughs> and I'm like, wait a second. No, 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 no. I'm not going to allow you to dictate my future through fear, I'm going to come up with something different. And I just came up with the three P's. So it's pandemic, pivot, profit. So if you think about this, here's something I say all the time, folks, listen to this very carefully. You're either coming from a pandemic, you're either in a pandemic or mm -hmm. you're about to go into a pandemic. You know what that's called? Life. It means you're alive. There's <laughs> nothing wrong with that. These experiences help us grow. That's, That's right. what they're there for. So you don't run from them. You run to them like a firefighter. These heroes that run to the fire. That's yes. what we should be doing. Run to it, not from it. Don't be afraid of it. But if you have not employed the right coach that provides a different type of perspective, mm -hmm. you may fall victim to that fear. Then you're going to broadcast it. Then you're going to live it. Now you've got an ulcer. Nobody wants to do business with you. You are now propagating this kind of stuff and you're part of it. And I'm like, no, no, no. No, no, no. Think about this concept too. And I'm getting a little dis distracted, but think about this. My wife is really, really good. She can hear there was a show out many, many years ago called Name That Tune. You'd play one piano key or two piano keys and she would get the song. And I'm like, how did you do that? Right? Like, holy smokes. She was able to name that tune very, very quickly. My point is this. As children, even as adults, there are songs that we can recite. We know every word. You start to hear that beat and you go right into it singing that song. Think about this for a second. How many times did you need to listen to that song before you put it to memory, verbatim? So if we can do that for somebody else's song, if we can do that and help that artist make money for them, why can't we do that for ourselves? Why aren't we rehearsing our own song? Mm -hmm. Put the lyrics down, write them down, put it to some music and sing it five, six, eight, ten times. Put it to memory. That should be the song you memorize instead of listening to somebody else's, which brings us full circle right mm -hmm. back to the, the TV, the politics, the government. I'm not picking a side. I don't care. But you're not going to determine my future. Yes. I'm not going <laughs> to give you that power. You have no authority over me. My faith is stronger than your fear. So when you present this to me, I see it. The data doesn't define me. And in my coaching, we always, what? We add data to possibility. So here's the data. Now let's take a look at the possibility. You get with your coach. You get with the people that see all of the good instead of the bad. And you collaborate to create commerce. So I ask people, what's your pivot? What have you done? And generally speaking, I'm here them regurgitating what they heard 
And that's what they're broadcasting. And then you become, I hate to even use the word, a victim of the environment or the news or whatever it is that you're watching or listening to. But that's unfortunately what's happening. So when I was so beautifully asked to speak at that event, this was the theme, right? Mm -hmm. Do not allow somebody else to dictate or determine your future. If you just think about that, it's daggone insanity. Yep. So what's the pivot? You got to get with somebody who says, okay, this is what's going on. Like, think, I was just, may I, may I show something on the sure. board? Yeah. Boss, this is your show. I don't know. <laughs> this is all about you, Paul. Oh, my goodness. Don't tell my wife that. So listen to me. <laughs> so here's what I did to try and put things into perspective, because I believe that my perspective is my reality and your perspective is yours. But I'm not going to allow a perspective that's not in line with mine to alter my day or my future, right? So me, this is what I did in class the other day. I'm sharing this with people to say, I love this economy. How could you love it? Things are going wrong. Not in my mind, not in my world. My head's in the clouds, not the sand. The view's better, I'm closer to God, and I like what I see up there. So when I see what's happening, I've got to learn how to pivot, right? So for me, the pandemic, the whole thing that continues to go on with us, it's forcing us to think differently. Mm -hmm. I don't tell people work harder or work smarter. I don't necessarily subscribe to that. Think differently and be more efficient with what you already do. So there's an example of thinking differently. Easier said than done, because if you don't think differently, you're not naturally going to think differently. You then hire somebody that <laughs> thinks differently That's and right. get a different perspective, right? So you got to get creative and resourceful. Get with your coach for solutions. And this is incredibly important right here. The right aha moment. Ah, attitude and humility equals growth. And if you don't have these things, you're not going to grow. We just talked about this the other day. So you've got to enter what? That, that sleeping period at night where we program our brain before we go to bed. So we wake up charged and ready to go. Thank you, Lord, for getting me up. Because guess what? If he didn't call you to this life, he called you to a different one and you wouldn't be here. So if he called you to this one, what are we doing, right? So it starts the night before. You sleep on it subconsciously and you wake up and you're ready to go. But you got to have the right people in your life. And I find this to be incredibly important right here. This aha moment. All I did was put words to that. And they've got to be tied together for that growth. So when I'm speaking to everybody, we recognize what's going on. Are there less houses to buy and sell? Well, that's a fact. I mm -hmm. can't make that up. But what the market is really doing, and this is my perspective, is this. Most agents that I train and work with, you know who they complain about? Other agents and their unprofessionalism, their incompetence, their unwillingness to call me back. You're complaining. Guess what? This thing that we're in right now is going to purge the market. You have no ability, Dagmar, as a real estate professional, as I know you are, you have no ability to just wave a wand and get rid of 50 agents in your town or your city that are terrible. You have no ability to do that. But you know who does? The government. Yep. Because they just made it what? They made it more challenging. And they're saying you need to be exceptional. It's the phrase, the rich get richer and the poor get poorer. Here's what I added to that. Why? Because the rich capitalize and the poor criticize. Yes. Which one are you on, right? So how are we going to capitalize? Let the government and the market clean sweep all the incompetent people. It's going to get rid of them. You couldn't do what they can do. Let them go to work. And you keep what? 
getting with your coach to implement what's necessary to what? Pivot. Exactly. Pivot. And that's essentially what I was talking about when I'm saying to everybody in the room, okay, 200 plus women in the room. And I said, I'd like to know how many of you are getting business from your divorce attorney. Not one hand went up. I'd like to know how many of you are getting business from your bankruptcy attorney. Bankruptcy, not one hand went up. I'd like to know in the room how many of you are getting business from your hairdresser. Two hands went up. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And I said, well, let's start there because right now I notice everybody in the audience has hair, which probably means you have a hairdresser. If you have a hairdresser, we're going to marry data with possibility. Here's the perspective. Ladies, think about this. Here's the perspective. And I know we're only going right to the real estate agent, but thank you asked me. I'm traveling the path. So here we go. Think about this. Regardless of your profession, if you had the ability to talk to 100 people this month intimately about their life, you would find out if they need a financial advisor, an accountant, a contractor, a hairdresser. You'd find out if they need what? A real estate agent. A cleaning lady. A cleaning lady. You'd find all that information out. If I told you, stand on a street corner with a clipboard and take a survey. A hundred people today ask this question. I call it BS. I want you to talk BS to everybody. BS. Buy, sell. Buy, sell. I know where your mind went. Listen to me. Buy, sell. Clipboard. Hey, just out of curiosity, are you considering buying or selling a house in 2022? Yes or no? Ask 100 people that question. I'm not telling you this is a marketing strategy. This guy's nuts. He wants me to go stand on a street corner with a clipboard. I'm giving you this as an example. Here's the intimacy that we're missing. Your hairdresser sits with five people a day. At minimum, that's 25 a week. That's 100 a month. That's 1,200 a year. Ladies, sit back in your chair for a moment. How much business did you get from your hairdresser last month, last quarter, or last year? Sit back. You're going to have to think real hard. But wait, let's go back to the, uh, the example I gave you a moment ago mm -hmm. with the clipboard and just asking 100 strangers. Your hairdresser is going to sit with 100 people this month. She knows everything about everybody that sits in that chair. Yep. And you think because you're chummy, your buddies, your girlfriends, you had a glass of wine together, you saw a movie, you gave her your business cards, you think that secures your interest getting those buyers or sellers. And yet when I ask you to take inventory as a business professional, it does not. You might get the random one or two. But today, of the five people that are sitting in that chair, guess what? One of them is getting a divorce and they got to sell their house. Unfortunately, the pandemic, the situation, whatever, the divorce rate's the highest it's been in history since the yes. pandemic, ladies. It's so unfortunate, but it is what it is. And you know who found out? Your hairdresser. And you know what else happened? That never went to a lead system that you're trying to buy leads from. And eight other agents are competing for it. You know what happened? It never became a lead. It's a seed, number one. That's part of the training. A seed, not a lead. But it went from the hairdresser's chair to your phone. Why isn't that happening? Your hairdresser, think about the intimacy that you have with your hairdresser. You know everything about her and she knows everything about you. So let me ask you a question real quick. So how do you employ that sphere influence right there? So I'm, I'm not a fan of the whole sphere of influence thing. So everybody says, you know, where do you get your business from? My sphere of influence. The first thing I do is say, hold it. Let's read that backwards. 
because I'm going to teach you how to influence your sphere. You are not influencing your sphere. You're praying to God and you're addicted to hopium. It's a drug. It's a nasty drug. <laughs> I hope they like me. I hope they thought I was good. I hope I get a client. You're addicted to the wrong drug, right? Hopium. No, 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 no. I want to secure my position on your board of directors. I'm going to elevate this because if you're supposed to be a CEO of a real estate empire, you should have a board of directors. And the people that naturally make money from you should naturally want to contribute to the growth of the organization. The tagline is if you earn from me, you're going to learn from me. And we leave feeling good about the conversation, but we have not influenced our sphere. We hope we get something. I don't work on hope. And guess what? I've never been able to make a mortgage payment with hope. They don't accept it. They don't accept it. They want the money, right? So think about this. You're sitting in somebody's chair and we just keep beating this hairdresser up. I'm so sorry to all the hairdressers that are going to be assaulted today by the ladies going after them. But think about this. You sat in the chair, you paid for the haircut, the dye job, whatever it is that you did. You also tipped her quite well, which means you made her money. You contributed to her business. You supported her family. And then you walk away and hope she does the same for yours. What? There's a disconnect. There's a disconnect. This is what I teach. How do you influence your sphere to contribute to your business in the same manner you're contributing to theirs. Match my energy in some capacity, in some capacity. Everybody has different levels of what they're capable of doing. Yes. And she, in some cases, might be watching your videos, doing a nice job, congratulating you on Facebook or any other social media. That's all well and good, but I didn't make money from that. And you didn't get involved in real estate or financial advising or homeowners insurance or any other profession philanthropically. Most people got involved in their profession because of a desire, a draw, a passion for it, and they also make money. So you can't tell me, well, I do it because I love it. Okay, then do it for free. That's true love, right? And most people that I'm teaching, that I'm coaching, that I'm helping haven't reached the philanthropic level yet. Philanthropic, like I have so much daggone money, I can't give it away fast enough. That's where we're aspiring to get to. Yes. <laughs> but along that journey, you can't get stuck on hopium. You know, the, I, I said I do a whole section on dirty words and hopium is a dirty word. It's a bad, nasty, nasty word. But we get stuck in that because we're not putting ourselves first and saying, you know what? I'm the owner of this real estate empire. And I'm going to leave this salon today educating and powering and holding her accountable to retain the seat she's got. You're paying her. Why isn't she doing the same? I'm not talking about a brown bag of money behind the hair salon. I'm talking about contributing to the growth of your business. She's going to sit with a hundred. I'm saying it again. Data plus possibility. She's going to sit with a hundred people this month. How many are getting married, divorced, got a new job, downsized, want to buy a house, want to sell a house? What? And the list goes on. She knows all of that. So now what I teach and I educate is have a more intimate, direct, intentional conversation with your employee, mm -mm, with your hairdresser. Don't call your employee. It won't go over well. Part of the coaching, out of context, but have a more intimate, direct, intentional conversation. 
And that's not what most people are doing. Again, they leave thinking, I did my job. They really like me. And now I pray that I get And let me ask you, let me ask you, let me interrupt you right there. Please. What do you think is the biggest obstacle, the biggest reason why people don't create that intimate relationship with their, the people that they know? Because, and this is my experience, because they've not been taught that. Most people that I educate and that I train feel awkward to ask that question. They feel awkward to go that one extra step. It's because of internal hurdles. That's it. That's it. So I do my best. I can't strip you of them, but I attempt to like, what's the best thing? Etch a sketch, that whiteboard that you shake. Yes. And all the, okay. <laughs> we're going to etch a sketch this sucker. We're going to shake it up and we're going to start from zero. Let's do this for a second right now. And then we visualize. And we talk this thing out and I say, okay, you are a business owner of a company. You are a CEO. I'm going to teach you how to act like one, a CEO, a chief executive officer, also learning how to what? Celebrate every opportunity. CEO, chief executive officer is going to learn how to celebrate every opportunity. So I would then, again, this is out of context and this is going to go on for hours. And you told me I only got 30 minutes. I'm talking fast. <laughs> but the idea is we got to etch a sketch it and start from zero. And as we do that, and I'm having these intimate discussions with you, I'll find the block because I ask the questions that reveal the hurdle. Once I find the hurdle, I hold your hand or I put you in a chokehold and we're going to get over the hurdle together. When you go to a coaching thing or watch something on YouTube, you know, there's greatness within you. You're fantastic. You're wonderful. Go get them. And then you hang up. What do I do? I felt good when I was watching the guy. I liked her. She sounded great. But now what do I do? You have to have somebody that's willing to get granular with you. Get in the trenches. Hold your hand. Because what you may have heard in that five minutes, 30 minutes, or hour is beautiful information, I'm sure, when you're watching something that has a motivational design toward mm -hmm. it. There's a whole different knowledge is not applied knowledge. And that gap is enormous. I heard it. It makes sense. I never applied it. Why? Through the intimacy of our conversation, I will learn what the block is, and then I will help you overcome that. And that's the challenge. Always it's internal. It's nothing external. I mean, if you just think about the concept. So I'm starting this saying, okay, you're the owner of a company. I, Paul Conti, love to invest in companies where I find there's a solid board of directors. The company is growing from every angle. The job of a board of director is to see the growth of the company before their own. Ooh. And most people that I train, that I teach, that I educate, they're what? Running an independent sweatshop is what they're doing because they've got no board. They're doing everything by themselves. And I say all the time, is it more enjoyable and more fulfilling and more fun to build a business with others or by yourself? Everybody says with others. And then we take inventory and everything is, I do this, I do that. I get leads. I pay for this. I, mm -hmm. I, 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 It's not I, it's us. But I, it's not me, I, it's me. I don't understand. And that. I'm just going to say I. <laughs> I think that the number one reason that that happens, and I think it should happen only during the first stages of your business. If, if you are developing your business and then you continue keeping, you know, holding on to the positions, to every position in your company, then you're making the biggest mistake, like you said.
um, at some point you have to delegate those positions. You have to hire people into your team, uh, you know, pay for services because you cannot do everything and do it all when you're building a business. Agree. But the challenge is, and I'm only telling you from my experience, having trained thousands of people, they want to, they need to do all of that first before they have the money to reinvest. It's almost mm -hmm. like, a, it sounds like it works a little bit backwards. That's why my concepts are entirely different from traditional education in this particular field, because I'm the guy that says this, right? Think about this. If you are the CEO of a company and anybody makes money from you, makes money from you, they're your employee. I'm not saying it like they're on the payroll, but really they are. I want you to think about this. I don't say I'm going to grow a business and I'm going to do marketing. I'm going to do leads. I'm going to do, I don't do any of that stuff. Well, here's what I do. I go to the people that I can F, 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 L, flex, friendly, financial leverage. Why do I go to those people first? Because I have leverage with them. They make money from me. And the more money I make, the more money you're going to make. But if you don't, what? Learn how to contribute to the growth of my business. I can't keep contributing to the growth of yours. You are a business owner, CEO, chief executive officer. And if money is leaving your pocket and going somewhere else, that person needs to what? I said it before. If you earn from me, you're going to learn from me. What are they going to learn? They're going to learn how to contribute to the growth of my business. And the more you do that, the more you're going to get, right? If you take inventory, as I teach people how to do, and I say, okay, how long have you had the same hairdresser for the sake of example? A year, two years, 10 years. Great. Let's do the math. So that means if 1,200 people sat in that girl's chair every year, and you've been going to her for five years, that's how many people? 6,000 people that sat in that chair. And how much business did you get? And generally speaking, the answer is zero or damn near close to it. That's not a business. I'm not investing in you. You're not identifying the obvious. But guess what? When I say think differently, there's an example. Think differently. Well, you don't just naturally think differently. Sometimes you need to hire someone that thinks differently. Mm -hmm. I have a thing that I put up on the wall. Think about this statement. Does a professional athlete perform at a higher level with a coach or without? Everybody says with. Great. We're on the same page. Let's replace athlete with realtor, financial advisor, or anybody else for that matter. Does a professional real estate agent perform at a higher level with a coach or without? Don't you see yourself as a professional? The first and biggest investment is you. Yes, that's correct. You, you. <laughs> and I think that's the biggest mistake that a lot of people uh, make is not hire a coach, not investing in themselves. Well, and, and again, you have this to go back to Dagmar, the internal hurdles. If you didn't grow up in an environment that believed in that, you're now going to do what? Not believe in it because it wasn't brought to you. You're a product mm -hmm. of your environment, good, bad, or indifferent. We all are. So if that wasn't ingrained in you, you've now got to learn it. And if you don't have what? The right attitude and humility, you're not going to grow. Bro. Mm -hmm. And especially certain professions, they don't invest in themselves. Real estate. I mean, look at real estate for the sake of example. If you can pass a test and write a check, 
you're the owner of a real estate company. What? That is, <laughs> the bar is too low. That's insane. Uh -huh. So the reason most realtors complain about other realtors is because there's no education. There's no program. There's no pilot. There's no apprenticeship. And, mo and most uh, brokerage don't give any type of, uh, any kind of guidance of mentorship. It's just a little few of them that do right. as well. So a lot of uh, real estate agents are out there just, you know, by themselves. Uh, yes, they're part of a small real estate uh, brokerage, but they are not getting the tools and then they don't invest in themselves to get right. the tools. And then they're complaining about, you know, that cycle of, you know, I'm not doing good. This is not working or, you know, the market, they blame the market because you know what's going on. And it's actually not that it's actually yourself. Yes. Very good. Dagmar. Well, I, I think uh, Dr. Phil actually said this, not that I watch Dr. Phil anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Phil said, when you point one finger at somebody else, Three are pointing back at you, but we want to blame somebody because it can't possibly be. I can't possibly be the reason for my failure, my lack of success. It can't possibly be. Oh, it's the market. It's the government. It's the interest rates. It's the no, 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 no. First thing we want to do is I need to know where you are. Exactly. Here's where we need to spend a little bit of time. I'm not worried about the data, the details, the marketing. No, no, no. Oh, your business card, your photo. No, 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 no. Let's just start right here. This is where we got to start, right? So it starts here and ends here, right here. And everything else in between is a byproduct of this. So we got to stay up here, right? So this, this thing in here, I do a whole education on that because we got to start somewhere. I don't really care yeah. about real estate, financial advising, insurance. You're a contractor. None of that means anything to me because we've got to stay here first. We've got to get the mind right. Exactly. And if we're giving, think, think of this like as a bouncer. Big muscular dude, a bouncer in front of a bar. If you're not on a list, you can't get in. Think about this. You are the bouncer of your brain. The bouncer. If it doesn't I love serve that. you. I love that you just said that. The bouncer of your brain. Absolutely. I think, I'm not letting you in. You're not on the list. If it doesn't serve you, it doesn't deserve you. Period. You're not on the list. The brain is so delicate. So yes. delicate that if you hear something, oh my gosh. And so, oh my gosh. Oh my God. We're, we're in this constant state of bouncing from message to message. We have not taken control because we've let something in that doesn't deserve to be there. Yes. Are you on the list? You ain't getting in. You ain't getting in. I got to protect this thing up here. Got to protect it. Yes, we all do. <laughs> I love it, Paul. I love it. Thank you so much for being with us today. Do you, um, let me look out here. If you guys wants to get in contact with Paul and get his coaching, which is, I've heard, amazing, you can go to coachingforceos.com. Tell us a little bit before we go about your company. So I, I eventually heard a whole lot of people just sharing feedback with me. Like we mentioned before. Thank you for contributing to my business. Thank you for that comment. I got the sale because of this. You keep hearing that. I'm not a leader because I say I'm a leader. I'm a leader because people are following me and actually putting me on that podium to say, okay, help me. And it just happened naturally over the course of time. So what happened was uh, being in the industry and around a lot of different professionals, I said, you know what? I'm just going to start a company. I mean, I'm giving it away for free. That's all well and good. But like I mentioned before, I need to pay my mortgage as well. Yes. So I said, you know what? 
you should be investing in yourself. And that investment is into what I'm teaching. And if there's value here, you stay. If there's no value, you go. We should pay for something of value. And, and that's how the company got started. And now we're just starting to invest more in some marketing companies, some advertisement, because the message has been absolutely beautifully received in my backyard. It needs to be global. Definitely. It's a global message, right? Yes. So that's how the company actually got started. And by the grace of God, that's how I met you. And I'm here. You're interviewing me. Like, you want to listen to me. This is, <laughs> so this is just fantastic, right? Everybody should be, listen to Paul. <laughs> I would be doing you a disservice if I didn't stop for a minute, because in reality, as much as you're doing me a favor by interviewing me, allowing me this format, I would then challenge you, Dagmar, and say, I know you have beautiful hair and I know you have a hairdresser. So I would say to you, let's practice a little bit. The next conversation you're going to have with your hairdresser, because prior to this particular podcast, you get no business from your hairdresser, but you give her business, you give her money. So let's now talk and role play that out, which is exactly what I help people with. And I want to do that for you to say, okay, next time we sit in that chair, these are the questions that I'd like you to ask. And I want you to just like an attorney, it's discovery. We're just going to find out some information, right? And I would give you, I'm not going to give it all away here, everybody, but I'm going to give it to Dagmar. We're going to sit and chat for a little bit, ask these questions, gather the information. Let's bring it back to the boardroom. We'll chat, we'll collaborate. And then we're going to go back at this and we're going to show her how to contribute. We're going to learn how to influence your sphere. Influence your sphere. You want to take charge of the situation and not what? Hope something happens. You don't pay your mortgage and you're not going to grow a business on hope. Hope merely stands for what? Hearing other people's experiences. I'm tired of hearing your story. I want to tell mine. We don't want to get addicted to that. We want to learn from yeah. that. Apply it. If this is applied knowledge, knowledge gets you nowhere if you don't do anything with it. That's the right. smartest guy. Who was that guy back on Cheers? It was like uh, Cliff Clavin. He, he knew a little bit about everything, but the guy never went anywhere in life. Loved the show, loved the story. So the idea is I've got all this information. I've got all this knowledge. I've got all this energy, this passion. I've got to apply it. Unfortunately or fortunately in our world, it's got to turn into money. If our world paid people on hugs, I'd be hugging you all the time. If I could pay my mortgage with a hug, I would do it. But unfortunately or fortunately, that's not what this world survives on. Yes, love, hug. Yeah, I get all that kind of stuff. But if I'm not making money, I'm in trouble. So it's one thing to know it. It's another thing to apply it. And there's the disconnect. That's what we need to bridge that gap on so you can take this information, apply it, and make money from it. Then build an empire. There you go. Ladies and Thank gentlemen, you. the one and only Paul Conte today have told us that we need to apply it. We need to make money out of that influence, the sphere of influence. Okay. So if you liked his message today, if you like this podcast, don't forget, reach out to Paul to coachingforceos.com and Get the questions that you need to ask, okay? So you can get money in return. Thank you so much, Paul. Any last words um, to our audience before we go today? So I would make a general comment that <clears throat> as we take inventory, it doesn't matter what you do for a living or profession, from housewife to attorney, it doesn't matter. None of that matters, right? What matters is this that we value ourselves above and beyond everything else. God's given us all these magnificent gifts. Don't give them to somebody else. They are your gifts. 
My question is, how are we monetizing and maximizing the gifts that God gave us? They don't always result in money. I mean, look at, um, there are many people that have been on this planet that didn't make a lot of money, but they impacted thousands, millions of people. So it doesn't always have to equate to money, but in most of our professions, we need to make money. So how do we maximize and monetize the gifts from God? Most importantly, I love the bouncer to the brain thing. Take inventory. Just think for a second. And what am I doing? I'll leave. Ooh, this is another good one. Ooh, I can, <laughs> if it here, here's the Paul Conti thing. If it doesn't contribute to my faith, my family, my finance, or my fun, I call it the four F's. My faith, my family, my finance in this order, and my fun, I don't do it. So when I talk about be the bouncer of your brain, protect this thing. Take inventory. Is what I just did, listened to, or participated in contributed to the growth of my faith? Did it contribute to the growth of my family? Did it contribute to the growth of my finance? Did I have fun? If you can say yes to those things, my guess is you should probably keep doing it. But if you can't say yes to all of those things, we need to start to determine what is coming into your life and what you're allowing into your life. If it doesn't serve you, it doesn't deserve you. Protect your brain, protect your family, protect your faith, and make sure that the things that you're doing, the people you're surrounding yourselves with, they have the same belief system as you do. Whatever that may be, it starts here first. That's where I spend most of my time in the mental mechanics of what we're doing every single minute of every single day. Thank you so much for those words. Thank you for being here with us today. Ladies and gentlemen, we have reached to the end of another episode, okay? But that doesn't mean that we stop there. Don't forget, in the next couple of weeks to unlock your potential, and be fearless. Until the next, bye-bye.